0: Every, so most people have like this idea of what they want, and just uh, like those boxes you want people to yeah. check and assert yeah. Everybody has like that that idea that dream, but the crazy part about it is, is that most people, a if they got that with exactly what they're looking for, they would mess it up <laughs> because they're not even the person that they're supposed to be to sustain that. You know, I call it stealing from the universe. You know, I read that in a book. I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't, didn't pin that. But it's yeah, you stealing, and you gonna have to give it back. <laughs>
1: Never imagined my journey would inspire people all over the world. Hello, my name is Nema and I'm from Zambia.
0: So I love the Dear Future Wifey podcast. For me to see people being so real, so honest, and so true about the real situations in life. Hey, I am Natalie from Belgium, and I would like to to say thank you. I value your content because it is Christ-centered. You have set a standard in love dear future wifey podcast has um opened my understanding i highly recommend that everyone whether you're single you're married you're divorced you're widowed everyone to go follow this podcast
1: continue with me as i discover uncover and recover love i'm laterasar whitfield and welcome to the dear future wifey podcast Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, Lataris R. Whitfield. Listen, have you subscribed to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast? If you haven't, make sure you hit that subscription button so that you can subscribe. Yeah, stop shacking up with us and let's make a commitment. I have been enjoying myself this month. This is my birthday month, so I coined it March Gladness. So I've been very specific about the guests that I have on the podcast this month because I want people that not only are lit, but they're entertaining and fun. People I can trip out with and laugh with. I love the laugh as y'all been able to see in the previous episodes. Well, this guest uh, <laughs> is no exception to my March Gladness theme. Um, this brother is an investor, uh, entrepreneur. He's a former uh, professional basketball player. So without further ado, welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast, my homie, Marquez Haynes.
0: Marquez let me tell you something
1: man what you been up to man
0: (laughs) man a little bit of everything man first I appreciate you having me this is dope man this whole setup everything you're doing your movement this is this is cool so honored to be here
1: man let me tell you something you know I start this podcast because I wanted to allow people an inside look on a a man's journey to healing as I manifest my future wifey so you and I had a great conversation Uh, I met you by way of my homie Denise Johnson uh, We end up having an impromptu lunch And you, you you joined us And we man when I tell you I laugh so hard at your crazy self Let me <laughs> yeah. tell you something This boy is a darn fool And what I laughed about is just how real you are So I want you to show up as your authentic self today Um the conversation that we had, we'll, we'll, we'll dig deeper in that because you reached out to me last week and was like, listen, uh, I've been on this amazing journey from my last conversation. And, and I was like, okay, I want to hear about it because, uh, <laughs> like I said, I was dying laughing at you right. before. And so uh, I said the perfect, the perfect uh, title for today's podcast is The Process Before the Promise. The process before the promise, because I see you as a man that's going through this
0: process. And um, why do you think I named it that? Man, I mean, it, first of all, the name is so fitting. Um, just from conversations I've had with multiple people just throughout my life. And the conversation that we particularly had was just talking about, um, you know, that, that, that journey um and what it looks like bringing another person into it romantically right. um, marriage relationships things of that nature what that's supposed to look like and you know my perspective I know when I talk to people it's like you said a little raw a little authentic but oh it may a little different at times but um you know and we're all on this journey so those thoughts are always being rounded out and every conversation you have and yeah so you know even coming here I come here with a curious mind good know, just to uh to hear more perspective and share mine and to continue to round out those thoughts and perspectives. So let's talk about where you were in December when we had that conversation.
1: We had a conversation and we just started talking about relationships, your dating life. Um, Let's go back there and then we'll journey to where you are now. So when you look back in 2020 and the Marquez back in December, what were you talking about?
0: Well, I mean, even similar to now, but just a little bit more clarity now where at the time, um, just really trying to figure out exactly like <laughs> those, just those steps between a lot of times we're on a journey of self, but we're also looking and seeking for things. And that's not just uh, specific to relationship with others. You know, those are there's multiple things that we're seeking. And right. I think somewhere deep down, we all know that <laughs> you can you can find things and seek things that will give you enjoyment, excitement. Some type of happiness But like When you want it to be like You want the longevity You want the The everlasting happiness The fulfillment It starts inside You know yes. So I was coming I mean I've been coming to that And I've been feeling that way But you're not always walking it In every part of your life You know We pick and choose When we want to do that No, nah, I really want this or I really, You know So Yeah at that t- and So just Over the last You know Three four months I've been Really making sure That I'm starting to walk in that In every part of my life And not trying yeah. to pick and choose it You know So let's talk about this. Have you Mm -hmm. been in love before? Um, I I thought I had, you know. Why do you say thought? And That's that's, that's a hell of a (laughs) realization to make because what my definition of love was at that time and what I grew up seeing, I had been in love, you know, and uh, it wasn't until recently that I realized, like, I've never actually really been in love just because I don't feel like up until that point I had learned how to love myself. You know what I'm saying? Boy, you just, okay, all right, all right, we finna go there. No, it's real. Yeah, come on, so So let's talk about it. So, you
1: said what you thought was love at that point. Mm -hmm. What what did you think was
0: love when you look back at that and say, oh, I'm in love? At what age were you when you thought you were in love? So, probably first time I really thought I was in love was like 15, 16 in high school, you know, and it was, uh, I mean, was it like exciting and like passionate? Of course, you know, yeah. But it also was like, you know, Controlling, possessive, fearful—all yeah. um, of those things, you know, that uh, where we think yeah. because we're so emotionally heightened, yeah, we think we're we're in love. We're absolutely not in love, you know. Saying <laughs> <laughs> like, you're attached, you know, you're yeah. you're, and you're lustful. There's a lot of yeah. other things you can yeah, say, but it's not definitely. love. Doesn't look like that, and so, um, but you continue to. For, it takes a while before you start to kind of wake up from that, and so now my idea of you know what love is. You know, I had I hadn't been in love, because I hadn't even worked on loving myself. You know what I'm saying up until that point. So,
1: and so, at so as an adult, the the time you go back to and being in
0: love was all the way at the age of 15, probably. And you know, at that time they'll tell you you don't know anything about love, but that's like absolutely not true. You know, and you can you can love. There's no time on love. You know, and it's literally like I just in that moment. I mean, and at that time I thought you know what I'm saying, and I I don't. Now I can look back and say, you know, maybe they were right at that time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But called I mean, it puppy love probably, back yeah, then. Yeah, probably. So I mean, yeah, going back, to probably that that was probably the first time where I felt like the emotions that I considered to be love. So are you
1: so has there been those emotions since then?
0: Um. In, in in spurts, in moments, you know, in moments, and but you wouldn't of, call that being in love. Yeah, because I think that's part of the realization, you know. Um, just uh, in, I've had those emotions in moments and spurts, and I've matured, but um, it still takes a little bit more awareness. I think a little a little bit deeper awareness to actually come to some of those realizations, you know. Because because when you really care about somebody, or you know, or they and they really care about you, to say that could hurt someone's feelings. Or, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But then when you start to really it back is like nah, oh, that shouldn't hurt No one's feelings This is you know The truth is is, The truth, the truth shouldn't hurt Yeah
1: So when you look back So what do you call Those relationships That you've been in From
0: Did you make a decree To yourself After mm-hmm. after Did you go through A heartbreak At the age of 15 Facts 100% Yeah, yeah and, it, and even unpacking Some of that stuff You know like I mean that's a That's a big part Of why I think People are not in love Not because they was Heartbroken or something It's just Childhood traumas that they never even had, uh, they never unpacked, and that don't have nothing to do. Don't have to be r- romantic. That could yeah, be to parent, it could be anything, and yeah, we just getting in relationship after relationship, unloading those things, and thinking somebody gonna, you know, I got this problem or whatever I've not unpacked, and I get this person with me, and they gonna help me unpack it, or I'm gonna feel differently when I get with them, so I'm not gonna continue these behaviors, and that only lasts so long. Yeah, you know? yeah. So,
1: but you grew up seeing, uh, um, you grew up in a two parent home. Where you watched
0: marriage. How long have your parents been married? Man, so how old the mom? I'm uh, I'm 34. They got married, so about a little over 30 years. No, 34, 33 or 34 years. So, yeah, so you. My bad parents. So, so. (laughs) Mom, dad, my fault. (laughs) You trying to say that they had you before they got married? (laughs) They, no, so, yeah, they already had my sister, though. My mom, yeah, yeah, so my sister's already around. She's five years older. And then I think my parents was like, yeah, right around the time. They had me. They got married. I think she might have been pregnant when, when, when they got married. When they got married. Yeah.
1: And so your whole life you witnessed a marriage, which is mm-hmm. very uncommon for a lot of African-American homes to see a two-parent home, Um, you know, not uncovering them, but you, would you mm-hmm. say that you watched a loving
0: relationship? Yeah, well, and that's funny, too. I've had this conversation with my parents yesterday about um what their idea of love was when they had us because they was, I mean— I come into the world, they twenty two and twenty four. Oh, yeah, you're know, so so young. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize I was watching them grow up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that you is know, true. You don't even realize yeah. it until you yeah. get this age, and you be like, "Oh, I, I see it now." You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So I watched. There was. So much love in our house You know what I'm saying Completely yeah. There was so much love in our house But then there was also Like the typical things Like the communication issues Of course And the, all these different things Yeah and So you know You watch it And you watch them evolve In yeah. their relationship You know So even what their idea of love Was when we were growing up I'm, It has changed dramatically Yeah now. Yeah
1: And that's what's so beautiful about it Is when you give each other The space To grow and evolve mm-hmm. Unfortunately sometimes When people grow and evolve They grow apart uh, uh, Versus growing together but for you to be able to witness and and you added perspective to it that you're watching somebody that may have given birth to you at 24 years old and then you're seeing them at 10 years old and they're 34, mm-hmm. then you like you're seeing them at the age that you are now saying, "Wow, this is they've been in this thing 10 years prior," mm-hmm. you know, and that's a that's, that's a deep concept to actually look at. But when you look at yourself and you go, um, "Do you believe that you're at the state where you're?" Desiring marriage Or You saying that Let me just ask you that Do you want to be married one day Yeah
0: Um That's a tough question To answer for me Because I guess I don't want to be married In the traditional sense Of what we've What we've decided That marriage is And looks like Right At all Now Is Do I want the experience Of having uh, Another person That I'm going to walk Through life with Right Uh in that sense, I think that would be an awesome experience to have. I also don't believe that my life is somehow less fulfilled if I don't have that. And that's been one of the hardest things to come to, I think, in general, in just that conditioning, that programming in multiple places, not just romantically, that leads where you have to go on that journey of self to even realize that, or even at times, you know, we, we're, we don't even realize even so consciously how we're chasing and seeking things and you know, so that's been one of the realizations that I would love to have that experience. I believe that I would love to have that experience, but my life is no less happy or fulfilled without any experience. You know, so when
1: you say that, so you say the traditional sense, and you and I talked about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. You said the traditional sense of what marriage is, and I say that I think that's what. Makes men shy away from Marriage is because they say if marriage Is supposed to be this I don't want it Instead of realizing that Marriage is whatever we decide To make it you get two Mature adults and we say this is what Our our marriage will look like And you can have those conversations So when you say from the traditional sense what Traditional
0: sense of marriage makes you Say uh uh-uh, uh I don't want that uh, Well I think that It's that The idea that once these two people come together, this is exactly how it's supposed to look. You're mine. I'm yours. And now everything that we do and I do is automatically together. It almost becomes being uh, it's played out as a cage, you know, in a way where I believe that um, uh, not. Let me not even say marriage. Let me take the label of marriage off. When you walk lockstep with another person in any walk of life, romantically included, it's supposed to uplift you. It's supposed to set you free. It's right. supposed to, you know, and I think that there are moments in marriages where that happens. But I think that the traditional average marriage is, you know, we grow up thinking we're supposed to do all these things, go to college, meet your mate, you know, find someone suitable, go live here for 30 years, you know, have a couple kids and stay in that box of things. And anytime you come outside of that or you start to grow, it is, you know, it. It's met with fear or resistance because you, this person that you've attached yourself to doesn't want to lose you. They don't want to see you go. So it plays itself out in very small, small little ways where th- that fear comes out. It's not that it's not this um, situation where we're literally like encouraging each other to grow and we're, it, we we want you to grow. If it includes me, mm. if you take me with you on this right, this journey, <laughs> then grow. But if not, I'm going to be fearful, you know. So have you experienced that? I mean, I've done it to people. You know, okay, same, let's talk about that. Yeah, okay, talk. Yeah, so you've done it, and what happened? Both. Well, I mean, obviously, once again, that's that programming, because this is what a a partnership, a, a relationship, a marriage, this is what it's supposed to look like, you know? And so I've been, uh, like, imagine, you know, you're, you're with a girl, and she's like, uh, I'm going to Miami with my girls for the weekend, you know? It, or is your initial response initially, not after you think about it and respond. Initial response is J- it enjoy yourself. Yeah, go kick it. Have fun. <laughs> do your thing. <laughs> yeah. Like yo, hit me. Show me some pictures. I'm trying to see what you doing You know what yeah. I'm mean? saying like or is it like who you going with? What's that about? There what's happening? Is. What you oh what's going on in Miami? <laughs> the thing about it, but some people and Just I'm and I'm one of those people yeah. that I've been smart enough to say the the latter. Yeah. But I was thinking the former. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so like even that, like I'm un- I'm programming myself Cause that's not love, you know, and that's not the relationship I want to be in with anybody. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. So I've done it and I've had it done to me. It's both.
1: So when you look at that, do you feel like, so tell me, let's unpack that. So when we say stuff like, and we've all been there where you say, so, I mean, so who's in Miami? Like you ain't never asked to go on a trip with me to Miami. So, Uh, (laughs) so what's going on? What do you think that is coming from a vantage point of a male?
0: Why do you think we say those things? Well, I mean, or even better, yeah, why yeah. did why did you say those things? Yeah, well, because well, a at first, I mean, it's all you know. It's it's the it's that programming. But then, really, underneath the you unpack it, it's just fear. There it is at the end I of this. why you yeah. say that? Yeah, yeah you just fearful. You fearful that whatever and uh, most off most often it's irrational fear. Yeah. It's not even a real, f- we've made up something in our head. Created a whole storyline, exactly. a whole scenario. She probably got some dude that she done met
1: over there. That's, right. That's why yesterday when I called, she didn't answer the phone. She was probably already setting that up, letting that dude know.
0: Like, you just have a whole uh, story. I call, to- I call it call it mental movies. You play a <laughs> yeah. whole mental movie in your head, and then you react to that mental movie. And your girl, wasn't even, she was just going to <laughs> she just wants to get away. You know what I'm saying? And, and I've had it done to me. And, yeah. we've done, and so, you know. Finally, even unpacking that, be like, yo, why am I so fearful? Because yeah. if you even take it further, say, if, if if she did do the worst. Yes. Oh, I would be fine. Yeah. If we really, really unpack it, it's all irrational fear. But, you know, and so that's. Why that's you say scary. you'll be fine? Because think about it. Okay, oh, think about this. If I was fine before she came in my life, you know. And so that's not to say. So once again, people talk about like. Um, uh, your your partner Everyone wants that Like I want someone That's scared to lose me All these different <laughs> things No I don't want no fear in that You know what I'm saying Like cause that's not Actually love you That's know? good That's your ego Those the emotions That's, that's control the, that you, Manipulation Yeah all of those things And so I was fine And not to And I'm going to be fine If you leave Not because like I don't love you I don't care about you I don't want you It's because like Love is, isn't fearful You know what I'm saying Like if that's best for you If that's like your absolute path And you need to go through that You know Now and Are there emotions Involved with that Of course Am, is. I, is, am I disappointed Am I, Are these are these things But out Underneath all of that Oh if I love you Go yes. do your thing And and I'm not even You know what You might have did Something foul to me too Maybe Possibly <laughs> You might have did Something foul yeah. You know and, and so we, I can From there If I loved you That don't change Because you did something foul It just My boundaries gotta change You know what I'm saying You can't be I can't have you In this space of my life No more You know what I'm saying So you do your thing I gotta be over here You know and that's cool But I'm. Just, it don't mean like Oh well I didn't love you No I, I loved you Or whatever You know what yeah. I'm saying I, You know I just can't Love you like this no more That's you know? good so. That's good That's good That's good So how did you How long have you been Feeling that then? Mm-hmm. Well I've been wrestling With that I mean cause These are these are thoughts like We know how we You know what your ego Telling you yeah. You know what I'm saying You know what the So you gotta come You gotta like think about it From both perspectives I'm not One of my biggest biggest challenges has been not letting my ego rule but that you can't just do that when it's beneficial <laughs> to you you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. so even in the times where I don't want to apply that type of thinking I have to at least consider it consider it you know what I'm saying just to even like okay like damn like I'm really I'm really upset about this and yeah. I really am then you got to come out of it a little bit and really just so I put myself in all kind of situations that I even mentally that I don't want to be in just to just to play it out in my mind and how would I meet these moments you know, I think about stuff. If I met the love of my life, and the love of my life said to me, "Just walk to me," and our relationship was perfectly fine, it's everything I wanted. And my, the love of my life walks to me and says, "I don't want to do this anymore." Mm. You know? How do you respond to that? If you love this person, mm. are there are you are there negative emotions towards that person? You know, or is it love like you said it was? And it's like, yo, go do that. Is it? You know, it's those are nah, real questions to man. ask. They're real questions to nah, ask. that's a different
1: love. You're talking about the love of your life. Y'all right. rocking together, y'all kicking it, say, about six months, a year. Mm-hmm. And then she walks up to you
0: mm-hmm. and says, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. She did nothing foul to you. Everything she said, she's, look, look, God, my life, the universe is calling me in another direction right now, and I got to listen. What do you say? What do you do? Are you are you are you bitter? Are you angry? Do you guilt tripper? Do you try to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What do you do? Or do you or do you absolutely, because you love this person, do you love this person if you have to let them go? Do you love this person if? That's we love people if. You see what I'm saying? And so it's not it's not if. <laughs> it's not if you if you act how I want you to act you do this. It's not if. You know, if you if you really love you this really person, love but, it's called unconditional. but the fearful that the most most of the and we talk about marriage in the traditional sense, it's it's more based on fear. Yeah, and so that's what I say I don't want, and but I can only, you know, get to that by going through this journey of self. You know, if it's yeah. real, you know, if it's really real, you know, if we, most people they want it. We live in this world. We want it to appear. We want the appearance. Yeah. We want it to look a certain way. Yeah. Oh, we look great. We look like we're in love. We do everything that people <laughs> that are in love look like they do. But underneath it all, I'm just scared you're gonna leave, or I'm scared what it's gonna look like to my family if you leave. Most people look. They can't look at they look at their partner and really be like, "Yo, like this is it." You know, they just justify everything they've done to make it look that. way. Talk about you it. You know, so
1: Marquez, you over here preaching,
0: man. Man, let me tell I'm you, learning. Something. I'm learning.
1: Well. Man, when I say that is so. Freaking true Is that We live so much For other people Of how it looks Oh you got you A good man Yeah Cause he did this Right here for me And he did this For me And he did this Oh you got you A good one They don't Wake up to this dude They don't know Nothing All they see Are the optics Of your relationship But they don't know The day to day Or you have somebody And then it makes you Really Um Give you pause for the cause To break up with said person Because your mama thinks See that's a good one You got you a good one Don't you mess this up mm-hmm. And you be like You don't yeah. You just see her Every other Sunday When we stop by the house But you don't know this person yeah. And they be like You gotta And then And then if the relationship Were to go sour Marquette what did you do What did you do this yeah, time yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what did you do You like <laughs> You don't realize what I've been dealing with this whole time. I just haven't been divulging this information to you. Yeah, sure. So that is true. So have you had somebody in your life that that mom or dad or your
0: homies was like, "Say, man, you messed that up. That was a good woman." Yeah. I mean, they haven't had to tell me because I've messed up plenty of good women. They haven't <laughs> had to tell me nothing. You know, like I know, I know what it. You know, but they, I mean, <laughs> if but that's but that's really what it is, though. You know, it's funny. I, I believe. Every so, most people have like this idea of what they want, and uh, just like those boxes you want people to yeah. check and assert yeah. Everybody has like that that idea, that dream. But the crazy part about it is, is that most people, a if they got that with exactly what they're looking for, they would mess it up <laughs> because they're not even the person that they're supposed to be to sustain that. You know, I call it stealing from the universe. You know, I read that in a book. I didn't. I didn't. Let's I, I didn't, didn't pin that. But it's, yeah, you're stealing and you're going to have to give it back. <laughs> you're not going to be able to sustain that. You want this person to do A, B, C, D, E. You know what I'm saying? And, and most people, they look at themselves and say, well, I do A, B, C, D. But they they lying to themselves. <laughs> you know, they tell it, like, well, did, like, no, nah, you're not. You know what I'm saying? You got to do that work. Have you done that work? Have you really done it? You yeah. know what I mean? Have you really, like, kind of, like, stripped it all down and really, like, even examine where some of the idea, ideas and the beliefs come from, where they just planted in you. You just said you, just said, um, you know, Your family's like Well don't mess that up You got a good one Well programming is real (laughs) You know what I'm saying That will really give you An internal battle When someone you respect Or care about Tells you you something Specifically And you feel something Totally different (laughs) You know what I mean So we grow up with that And not even knowing That we feel differently Until we actually ask ourselves Like man do I really feel that way Or did my parents Just tell me that You know (laughs) Who's speaking You'd be 35 years old Somebody talking to you And when you say something back Who said that Did my parents say that Or was that me you know, so that's real, man. That's so real. He says, "Stealing from the universe." Yeah. You remember what book that came from? That was that's from uh, Yamas Yamas and Niyama's. It's a uh, it's a book about like the um the spiritual and mental side of yoga before it became Westernized and became into a, a physical uh, physical thing. So yeah, it's, it's like ten principles, and one of them is stealing from the universe and how you those ty- you have to give those things back when you're not ready for it, mm. you know? when they're, or when you. You know, we all do that, you know, try to grab something that we're not ready for. And we got to give it back very quickly, usually. So when you watched yourself
1: steal from the universe and you mm-hmm. got these, quote unquote, good women, how did you feel or did you feel anything um, in the process when you know you were mishandling
0: this gift? Yeah, well, I mean, more, more. I didn't really feel anything of that nature because I knew I wasn't prepared and I knew I wasn't ready for what. This person might be ready for it. But at the time, like, especially at that age, younger, you're not really even thinking like that. You just, you got an agenda and you want to get to whatever it may be. Yeah. Which, I mean, women do also. Women have their agenda when they meet a man a a lot of times, you know. And so you're not even thinking like that. Just that I want to, I mean, after it's over, it took me a minute to start to realize, like, where things went wrong on my end, you know, on multiple levels. Where did it – because a lot of times it's just very easy to just be like, well, this person didn't do this, this. You can just pick pick it apart and then think, when I meet the next person that does this and this, it'll yeah. be cool. Yeah, You know, and I had to continue to go through that, go through that, go through that until, like, life just kind of pinned you in a corner and be like, nah, look, you got some work to do. It ain't it ain't meeting the right person. It's, you, you ain't the right person yet. So. so
1: during your days of playing international basketball – course, you and I you and I had conversations with this. The access to women were bountiful and plentiful, and you had easy access to women.
0: Did this shape your view of women? Oh I man, well it, it 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 has to. It's my experience, right? You know, it has to. But it wasn't. That wasn't always my life. So it's both. You know, I was definitely was not always a person that uh, had all this access to women. Now I always was um, pretty relatable. So even without some of the status stuff, you know, I was I always was, I think, good with people in general. Right, men and women, I I know how to act around people. So right. it generally gets people pretty close to me. The status just amplifies it, or I would say, gives you access to a, uh, just more in a different caliber of people. <laughs> you know? So what's the craziest thing a
1: woman ever did? Just, total stranger, just uh, what, what what have they done to get right. your attention? <laughs>
0: That's correct. I had to really think, but one story in particular did come up. But this wasn't overseas. This was here, and um, I was walking out of a club, and like I made eye contact with this with this girl. Like I mean, pretty pretty deep eye contact. You know, she's walking in, I'm leaving, like, and it was you know pretty interesting. And she just walks up to me and kisses me, you know, <laughs> straight up. Um, you know, and I know that sounds so wild, and I definitely don't advise people to just be kissing strangers, but it wasn't all the way out of place. You know, I was kind of like, I'm, I'm like, you know, like, I don't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know, I, ain't, I wouldn't necessarily advise or want that, but she wasn't all the way out of line for doing it. Why not? Because you, you called over there well, with your eyes? because well, communication is going on beneath the surface more than it is verbally. There you it know? is. So it was, you know, it really wasn't, she wasn't wrong to do it. Like the way it kind of unfolded. What but would you think, no what, what was your inner monologue when you were staring at her? Just like, I just trying to, you know, just. Make sure I get her attention. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, yo, like, I'm, I'm in in my head. I'm just like, yo, yes. You know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, she did, she did, she took and, and respect to her for that. Cause, like I said, I wouldn't advise this. Don't do that. Don't catch a case on behalf of me. But. But she was—I mean, she had some balls to do that. I was like, "Damn!" Like she's walking in her truth. Like like, I saw it. Yes. Like I know what it is. Like I was like, "Okay." Like you know what I'm saying. And then what? You get a phone number after? Yeah, I got a phone number. And then what else happened? I don't think nothing really happened after that. I I don't think I. No, I never was. She was going in. I was leaving, and I don't think we never. You know how do? Next day, you got stuff to do and all that (laughs) stuff. So she was. I don't think we never even linked up. So it just—it just fizzled out from that moment. That's our only experience with each other. You know, well, maybe that was all our expense was supposed to be. You know, it was just <laughs> that moment to, for me to take that and come to this podcast with it. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> no, it was, it was dope. Just walk straight up I to probably, you, kissed you. I probably got some. You got let me think about. It. I, I, I know you got, I got some, some stories. stories. Yeah, I do. Right, you right, got some, some stories. Old, got some you stories. got some.
1: You got some old funny stories. Even that day we was talking about whatever leaving uh the the Cowboy Stadium. Right. Um, the, Cowboys the girls. and some girls um, in the,
0: yeah, the yeah, whatever. Yeah. But But you know what I'm talking about right Yeah, But but I I got a better story All right, cool here we go So I think the first time And this is like starting to get introduced to the lifestyle a little bit So I remember the first time uh, I was in Vegas I was working out getting ready for the NBA draft And um, it was a pool party I think it was in rehab Rehab was going crazy at the time This might have been 2011 And so I'm uh, at the pool party We kicking it It's a few of us uh, draft prospects and stuff And Like, uh, so this girl comes by, like, literally, like, I had not even seen her. No eye contact, nothing. She, like, walks up straight to me, like, grabs it, whole thing, hands me her room key and was like, gives me the room number. You know what I'm saying? Straight up, like, no words, no nothing. I'm like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? That's all, like, ego going crazy. I'm like, I'm the man in there. You can't tell me nothing. Like, oh, you can't tell me anything. Like, Was she bad? It was a, it was like, she, she was bad. She was bad. Yeah, she was bad. Like she really, she she was bad. And she just I, gave you her room key and just walked like, off and hit me with the number. Like you know what I'm saying. Like it was. She was staying at the hotel and I mean, just walked off and like straight up like grabbed it, like hit me with the room key, hit me with the number. I mean the room number, no phone number, no, nothing. Like walked off and I'm sure like you know she knew like I'm gonna see you again, come back around. You know what I'm saying? But it was probably her trying to like work her a little move, try to look cool, Trying to look play. You know what I'm saying? Like that was her. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna do something. You know. So yeah, I mean, but it did, was. Did you go to that room? Nah, I ain't go to the room because probably just got too drunk. That you know, <laughs> it's a day party. I probably wasn't even. I don't even know what happened that day. Key, that was yeah, yeah, but just I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, oh, you don't man. remember That's that a, day? You don't remember what I happened? I don't even remember it, man. But don't. Well, I mean, I, well, I was twenty three. I was living. Well, I, I bet was you living, was. I was boy. living at that time. Yeah. So. <laughs> he said, you just gave him the key and walked off. Yeah, but I mean. The crazy thing about some of this stuff And once again everyone's reality Is different Yeah, because some people Like you maybe can't fathom Those type of things but It's I don't know energy is strong You'll be surprised what people would do Just off a little bit of energy you know what I mean Talk about it because I see a lot of times People say they
1: want you know they call it Chemistry we have mm -hmm. chemistry but talk About that because that's extremely Important Um, and of course Chemistry can't keep you together forever, but that initial attraction, that initial vibe that you're feeling, we call it vibes. I like the vibe around this person, mm-hmm. but talk about that because you're you're really big into that so yeah. so yeah.
0: speak on it, yeah so it, the energy of a person when you meet them it, it speaks before any of their words. I think the communication is so under the surface you know when you're talking to your meet or even and so a lot of times I think the words get in the way. No, the words, uh, they get in the way of the authentic communication. And so I would say it is very important early. And I think sometimes we ignore those things or we make them to be what we want them to be so we can fit this person to this box, you know, because the person could meet every criteria that you have that you want in a romantic partner. Yeah, but. Just the underneath the service communication, the actual energy, the actually what you're actually getting from this person doesn't vibe at all with what you, you know, and people will ignore all of that perfect <laughs> communication for all the unclear, you know, all because it looks, because of the optics. So um, That's good. Yeah, the, I just try to make sure that uh, I pay attention to those things and also not try to box people in. You know, you meet people and so you want a certain thing, so you basically take this person and try to fit them into something when this person could be. Meant for a totally different part of your life. If you just actually paid attention to what was going on and yes. what the real communication is, that yes. you know, we want as a dude. Oh, like we're physically attracted to this woman, so we want this. Well, she just might be like the dopest friend ever. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Or, it, or, or maybe it's just like, and maybe that changes over time as you evolve. You know, this yeah. person could be a friend, or they could become more, or they could, be, you know, all these different things as you evolve. Instead of trying to fit things into this future box that is pretty much imaginary. Yeah, yeah
1: Which we talked about uh, We uh, Before we start this podcast We was talking about Our homegirl Denise And how she's just The coolest person ever But she's absolutely beautiful
0: yeah. But
1: she is so cool Like I said I've never met anybody That real and authentic And just Just lit yeah. Like she just so doggone cool. Uh, so definitely shout out to her. Um, but because that's what you're talking about, you meet somebody like, dang, this is just going to be the coolest friend I've ever had because she's so, such a such a cool person. Um, when we talk about your road to this, I want to go back to where you say that you don't want a traditional marriage, mm-hmm. but I don't know if you quite said it. Do you want a marriage mm-hmm. as long as it's tailor-made to what you and your – your spouse wants it to look like, or are you wanting some type of life partnership in
0: lieu of marriage? Well, the reason why that's so tough for me to answer is because one of the things on my journey I've been trying to do is strip labels. Um, I've been trying to uh, not live as black and white and live more in the grays. I think what I'm learning is that all of my most intelligent decisions have come in the grays. My most, uh, and when I live black and white based upon these rules I have in my life, I always in, I always ignore my intuition, so I'm trying to strip these labels now. If you say, "Do I want a marriage?" What a marriage is supposed to represent, What you want it to represent. I'm talking yeah. about okay, just just yeah, a, yeah, just the yeah. contract yeah. sign yeah. paperwork. Uh, yeah. So you 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 you're an entrepreneur, what? so you understand contracts. Yeah. So one, I'm still unpacking that. Okay. Right now, that's fair. And, and the reason why is because of this. If if me and this person. We really know underneath it all that we really want to walk lockstep together. Like, we really want to do that. In my opinion, the actual contract of marriage is a formality. It should be just like, okay, you know, not like my aim is to find someone to marry. No, my aim is, that's not, let me not even say that's not even my aim. I think it would be an awesome experience to have, you know, but I could go, I could take my life in all kind of directions that it's not supposed to go chasing this idea right and i don't want to do that you know i would i believe that's an amazing experience that i would like to have but it, if it's not for me you know or maybe maybe it's just so simple as i just need to keep going on the inner journey and all of that will find me every last piece of it everything i need you know it'll be so um th- yeah that's that's my idea so you say do i want that i think that would be an amazing experience i would i, I would enjoy that i, w- I would hope that that's a part of your journey my journey i will hope that so. do you feel like do
1: you feel like when you when you say it's hard for you to say this is do you feel that there's still fear attached to making a decree to say yes i want to be married mm-hmm. do you feel like there's fear in that cuz you go well cuz every time you hear that do you go I don't want this like naturally yeah, when somebody yeah, Says yeah, yeah, yeah. do you want do you want mm-hmm. To be married I don't want to be the tradition it's like yeah. I just asked you, you want to be married <laughs> And then we so say guess, what we
0: don't want yeah so Easily yeah f- facts <laughs> now you are Right and I guess part of It is a little projection on my part On what I believe people are going to take From that statement right exactly, yeah, exactly. you already making That yeah, analysis fact, on make this it exactly 100% yeah. That's and that's a projection on my part for Sure Uh as I unpack it But yeah um yeah, I, I believe it would be an amazing. Because when
1: experience. I say about people, one thing I found out in marriage and stuff as I actually become intentional about manifesting my future wifey is that people have all types of marriages. Mm-hmm. They got polyamorous marriages, they got swinger marriages, they got uh, uh, homosexual marriages Like you, whatever you decide That you want out of marriage People have been A la carte And whatever they want And saying This is what's going to work for me mm-hmm. And so But I wouldn't take What everybody else is doing And what they consider Marriage being To say I don't want it Because I'm taking I'm extracting One type of marriage And saying mm-hmm. I don't want that You yeah, know what I'm saying
0: Definitely.
1: And so that's the thing I want to always Uh give myself permission to manifest exactly what I desire as like you keep saying, keep doing the work on myself mm-hmm. so that whoever I am and becoming that I manifest that, you mm-hmm. know, instead of saying, cause I was married before I was married two weeks shy of 10 years. I was married for almost 10 years and, um, Began to build a marriage that I just didn't want And I was like I said I don't I don't want this Which ultimately led to a divorce But as I began to look back on those past Decisions that I made I said you know what I have the power right now to Truly and I'm going to be honest with you You hit a lot of key points when you said that um, We look at marriage In a certain way and we conform to that ideology mm-hmm. and I never ever understood that I was 28 years old so I didn't know what I was I was like well marriage has to be like this and then day one of marriage when it wasn't that I just was like what what did I just do like mm-hmm. what in the world is this and I didn't have the maturity to to stop and go come on can we build this the way we want to like what do you see what do you want out mm-hmm. of this marriage because this is what I want and let's form that let's let's strip ourselves from. Even my Christian upbringing and go, listen, I hear what the word says. I understand that. But what does that look like walked out as a couple? You know what I'm saying? Because the Bible speaks a lot about marriage, but everybody can grab and extract what they want out of that, instead of saying, "Okay, what do you want? What what, exactly. what what does it mean? What what does this mean to you? And what do you need of me so I can be the best version of myself for okay. you?" And then you can go. Ahead. But first of all, I'll be the best version of myself for myself, and then you reap the benefits of it, and vice versa. Very much so. But
0: at 28 years old, I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I not know all that, and just what brings the most harmony. You know, I don't want to, I don't, I guess I don't want marriage at the expense of harmony. You know, I want, <laughs> I want harmony, and then. And fit everything that's supposed to come to me from that, it will just, it will seamlessly fit, you know, and so I don't want it, or I don't, let me not even say marriage, I don't want my ideas at the expense of harmony and that can, that means a lot of different things that's the job you think you want that's yeah. this uh the 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 car the crib you think you yeah. want you know you can maybe you can afford this house and then you buy it and then <laughs> you're now you're stretching yourself thin so yeah. it's at the expense of harmony yes. because this is the idea so that's more what i mean not you know that i want i want harmony first you know i want peace and harmony and everything else will come from that without me having to be like well i want this so i'm going to make sure i go get that yes you know?
1: That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So the inner work, what, what, what's your process? Is your process uh, a very casual, to, a casual approach to healing where you're just going through, reading books, finding stuff uh, organically through conversations that you're having with individuals and then taking that food for thought and evolving? Mm-hmm. Or are you doing something more intentional where you have a therapist and mm-hmm. you're actively seeking out books to help for yeah. healing and growth or whatnot?
0: What is your process like? I'm somewhere in between what you just said. Uh, I believe that, I mean, I'm very I'm very casual in general in life, so I'm very graceful with myself, and I try to be very graceful with others. So even Good. I just try to, like, uh, let life play itself out and use all of it as learning, Good. you know, even this conversation and everything. So, I mean, obviously, uh, the books are a major part of what I do, and then just having these conversations and unpacking certain things. I have never been to therapy I believe, and I could be wrong. I'm not educated on this enough to say. I believe that a therapist is probably just going to help guide you to unpack certain things, which I think that all everybody I'm talking to, every book I've read is doing exactly that. Yeah, you know, I don't think they can actually get deeper for you. I think that you know, I think only the work can do that if you're committed to it, and you could get that a, a multitude of places, including therapy. Right. I feel like I've been so intentional about it that I'm not sure if uh, right now that they're gonna helped me guide me to anything that is not being helped by having these conversations yeah. with you and having conversations with others and my family and unpacking all these different things.
1: Well, it, it, you're, you're, you're on point with that. Why well, I believe that therapy is a hundred percent important. Um, I've had moments where I've spoken to therapists and unpacked some stuff, but my greatest therapy has been this podcast because I and said this go. podcast, I but I was intentional in doing this podcast for that. Mm. I said this, I said In the opening uh, video, I say journey with me as I discover, uncover, and recover love. But in that same process, I began to unpack being transparent, talked about the infidelity in my past marriage, talked about some of the choices I made, talked about the fact that um, even last year, um, having sex outside of marriage and then making a vow back in December to... I took a vow of abstinence where I said I'm not going to have sex until I get married again. So all of this is like this is my own personal journey that the world gets to uh, witness uh, truly my process before the promise. But to be real with myself, you know, to say this didn't work for me when I did this. I stepped outside of my marriage when this was broken in me. I looked for um, outer healing through other women uh, when I wasn't being fulfilled emotionally in my marriage. This is the choices I make. How did that work out for me, it didn't work out. I, I I broke a woman's heart. I mishandled her. I ended up getting a divorce. Now we still cool to this very day because I asked God, you said something powerful that I took as I was going through my divorce. Uh, I said, God, teach me how to divorce her with grace. And you said, they said, I handle people with grace. I give myself the same level of grace of of, of evolution or whatnot, but that's that's exactly what I did. So as I go through this journey, it's the same level of grace. And so one of the things I commend you on is being real with yourself enough and open with yourself enough to journey to mm-hmm. go on that journey and say, you know what, you know, four months ago I was thinking, four months ago you, but I was dying laughing at you. You, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the
0: same. But it's the, my boy is a savage. Sa- but, it's not, it, but I'm talking, but in that specific moment, like I'm talking like. Entertain the, the stories I've had And the life I've lived You know what I'm saying more, Less than This mindset I'm in right now This is the same It's just now I'm a little more clear on it And when we're in those com- Obviously you know Denise crazy too yes. So we talk You know and I'm we, we we talking crazy about these experiences That I've had and, You had my head you know, hurt. I had yeah. a whole
1: headache got That's really It was fun.
0: It was a fun conversation for sure And you, you draw upon so much You know what I'm saying Like especially in a, in a setting like that Where we kind of like Everyone's kind of back and forth with it and, you know what I'm saying, less than in this space. It's like, no, nah, talk about like what's really going on inside. And poor Jasmine's looking like this. She's like, oh, my she gosh. So she just Yeah, she just moved here. She's just yeah. so nice and green. And she's like, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, people yeah. are this? I'm from this small little town.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is different for me. Well,
0: you know, we can talk that talk, though. You know, we can talk <laughs> multiple languages, for sure. For sure. <laughs>
1: She was just looking so crazy. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. It was hilarious. But so when you look at
0: it, um, are you dating now? Right now, uh, I it, it's completely a self journey right now, and I think it's you. You mentioned something that I thought was dope was about the valve abstinence. Um, I've been really put. I feel like the next step of my journey is is probably celibacy. Really, I've been feeling like that for a little while, and I think that just to. The depths right now, like, my main focus is how deep inside myself I can go. Mm. And so, even, like, some fasting and some, I want, there's a few different, like, little things I want to do, but um, I'm sure. So, hold on, hold on,
1: when you say, when you say abstinence, a lot of times we say celibacy and and people interchange those words. So, celibacy, just for people, celibacy is when you take a a vow mostly priests take that to never ever have sex or get married ever okay and so abstinence is literally to abstain from anything i can take an abstinence from my podcast and and for a lot of time so when you take this abstinence journey Mm -hmm. are you talking about till you get married or till you get into a serious relationship so
0: what i meant when i said that actually was so even and i confuse the words is is so no masturbation no sex yep nothing yeah exactly that's what i so Understanding from that, and I I don't know. I gotta put more thought to it. Yeah. No, I just really at the end of the day, it's something that I know is like the next step. I can feel it. Without you know, sometimes we have to logically come to something, but like underneath it all, I'm like, I know that's the next step. Yeah. And I've been feeling like that. You know, that's how I was feeling before I went
1: to that journey. I kept saying, I want to be better. I want to be better. And then God was like, Give me that. And I was like, I want to be that better. I want to (laughs) be (laughs) better. I want to be better. I want to be better. God said, Give me that. And I said. How's that gonna make me better? Yeah. He said, "When you operate in this, this is the highest level that a man can operate in self control. Because you got to think about like we we can have sex with a woman, and not think twice about it. Definitely. I know I can. I don't know Sorry. if that's your testimony.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in my life, I've professional athlete, uh, yeah, businessman. I've exercised this level of discipline in so many parts of my life, except that one. Except that one. You know. And so, um, then and I, one thing I have found too is that you know you could." walk a certain walk, talk a certain talk, whatever. But when you're not all the way congruent on every level, yes. so i like this little hint of doubt, this little bit of hint of just inauthenticity. Yeah. And so I'm trying to correct that. You yes. know, I wanna be I want like the weight of my truth to hit people hard when they when they around me and I gotta correct those things. Uh so just exercising a level of discipline. And it's it's crazy because my level of discipline when it comes to women has is much different than it was It's not all the way What I want it to be Because this is a journey And I'm learning Of course it, But it's unbelievable Like I mean Just how I view women um yes. Not objectifying women yeah. Being able to sit down With a woman And just have a conversation And not want anything from her There it is You know uh, Those type of things Um, So as I continue I just feel like That's the next Just to continue To, to test that discipline Yes Um, And so I I know it's coming I So just, you said uh, you feel that when, How long have you been Feeling that I mean probably like i say probably like The thoughts probably start starting like about like half a year ago. But a lot of times it's hard to hear voices, you know, like pay attention to them. We ignore them for everything going (laughs) on around us. And sometimes we got other stuff. It might not even connect. It could just be I'm on this business stuff. and (laughs) So I can't even sift through these. Yeah, focus on that right now. Yeah, so as I kind of sit down with myself and I'm like, I just ask myself the question like, okay, that discipline, like, what would be the greatest test of it you know, and so at this point i, I it, it won't be hard you know it really it won't it won't be hard you know it's it's habits, and it's you know as far as like what I really want I mean, it ain't gonna be hard but as far as like just these the habits and the the conditioning you know that's all it really is, but I'm battling it on every and I'm learning it on every other part of my life so i'm I really like just applying it now, like I said we pick and choose what we want to apply certain things, yes. so now I'm just Doing like this full sweep of my life to apply all of the stuff I'm talking about and every and not pick and choose when I want to apply it. You know? What are you working on right now? What, what what big project are you working on right now? <sighs> right now, the you talking business wise, business wise, yeah, business wise. Uh, we're working on a, a pretty big uh, apartment development um, in Bishop Arts, 200 unit apartment development. Um, so I don't know if anybody we're capital raising. So <laughs> come, come, come the, bring the, some of them the bread. Five million is the capital raise. If anybody would, you know, but yeah, shameless self plug. No, it but should. Uh, yeah, should. but that's should. what the that's what we're working on right now. And um, and Bishop Arts
1: is a very lucrative uh area. So. Yeah, You'll get a, a great return of your, on your
0: investment. Yeah, definitely. Building a, f- a few different other uh, companies right now, a legacy wealth management group that is, we're building that as a hedge fund and try to a- uh, educate athletes on what to do with their money and not just feel like, you know, they need to just go get someone that can just invest it for them. We want to help invest it and actually educate you on the process. So. The reason why
1: I asked you that is cuz I wanted to know like even when you look at yourself do you and you talk about evolution and the next level and all that type of stuff by you being an entrepreneur entrepreneur and how you look at um, projects do you feel like you're project based do you look at a project and be like I got to accomplish this project and then do you look at yourself
0: as that same project that has to grow and evolve and and and, and elevate that's a great question it's and it's also connected because my entire life has been about accomplishments, achievements, and I'm literally trying to shed that. Yeah. Uh, and because every accomplishment or achievement that I've ever had up until this point, if I really look back at it, what I gained most from it was all the experience I got from it. Not mm. the actual, you know, it's not, oh, I played professional basketball. Yeah. It was everything that it taught me. You know, I can't, I don't carry around that I play professional basketball. I carry around the the, um, the perseverance and the resiliency and the, the the communication skills. That's what I carry with me. That's when, when people meet me. They don't meet a professional basketball player. They've met someone that's been sharpened by it. So um, whether I get it or that's I don't good. or complete a project doesn't even at this point really even matter. Optics is what it looks like. The, the general public is like, yo, you got it done. You did it. You're great. And if you <laughs> felt just short, you're not great. So now I'm trying to like, I don't really, I just is, I don't need to go complete this project. I just need to take the next step on the journey and then wherever it goes. Cause that could take me somewhere completely different than sure I came. thought I was going to go. Yeah. So I have to be open to those things. You know, God could be calling me this way and yeah. I'm trying to go here cause I want to get this no. Pro- nah, nah, nah. yeah. You know, once again, no harmony, you know, I get there, but it's no harmony. So I'm open to it. I just the process is gonna teach me everything I need. And that's the same thing with me personally right now. The process is teaching me everything I need to know. You know, so I'll just keep continue, take the next step. I don't need to see all of the the end of it. When I see guys like you,
1: I'm always I'll start seeing the purpose partner that God may have designed for you to do life with. And so I think that like when I'm looking at you and I'm going, what kind of woman would be great for him? And it's, it's, it's a trip because it's going to be a type of woman that stretches you, um, that makes you like – it's, it's going to challenge some of your ideology, but it's going to fill the void that you don't even know you have. It's the same with me is that I want a purpose partner that we walk in harmony together, but she also strengthens me in areas that I don't even know I'm deficient in. There you know,
0: for sure. Yeah, and I'll be like, gosh – I'm
1: I, sure. I didn't even know I really needed that, but thank
0: you, babe. Like, that's... No, for I, sure. I needed that. For sure. And it comes... I, I believe also that, once again, a lot of Those things typically happen so organically. Yes, that's but, what I'm and, saying. And, and I i reference the book The Alchemist a lot because of everything that I've been through and everything I'm going through currently. Sometimes it's not, like, about... Going, it's not about finding that partner. It's about... When you come back full circle, you see everything that was already around you in a totally different light. So you could be those everything you need is already right in front of you. Yeah. You know, you just can't see it with the right lens <laughs> because you got you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, it could be that or it yeah. could just be that like literally I have it all in front of me or the, the every or people I've met and the women I've dealt with or, you know, these type of things like it's already there. You just got to you're not right yet. So you can't even possibly, you know, and I'm open to all of those possibilities. Me
1: too. Me too. Me too. And that's the beauty of the journey and the process before the promise. Um, How can people uh, connect with you? Do you have a Mm -hmm. website? I know your IG,
0: I'll drop Mm -hmm. that um, over here on the screen. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's your IG? Uh, Kez Haynes, Q-U-E-Z-H-A-Y-N-E-S underscore number zero is my IG. Number zero. Uh, what, What are some things you like posted on your social media? When Uh-oh. people
1: follow you on social media, what mm-hmm. would they, what kind of inside look would they get from you?
0: Well, I'm not super active right now, um, just for obvious reasons. I'm even thinking about deleting it all again. I had it, got rid of it for a while. But uh, why? Hold on first, yeah. why would you delete it? Well, right now I'm just on this, this mission to have my voice being the loudest one, you know? And like, once again, kind of stripping the conditioning, the influence in the voices in your head so many times. And so- when I didn't have social media for, I think about a, close to a year, it was just like the time where like my voice was just the loudest and everything. So sometimes you you don't realize when things are planted in you. You're not really always sure. You know, you're like, damn, where did that come from? Until it's no longer there, and then you don't even think about it or you don't even want it. So I'm thinking about that again. Possibly, I'm not sure. I haven't decided, but. Uh, right now, if I'm posting, it's typically going to be something business-related or just something, like, aesthetically pleasing. I like, you know, I like music, and I like, just like you said, vibes. And, yeah. You know, I just bought a bunch of plants, and so I'm, like, taking pictures <laughs> of them all the time. You know what I'm saying? You're so taking pictures some, of your plants? Yeah, it's going to be some of that. Like, right now, it's <laughs> typically, it's going to be something business-related. Um, and then every—I mean, I'm, I play ball, so I talk about that a lot, too. He said he does photographs of his plants of anything that's aesthetically pleasing, you know. It could so, be so so let's
1: talk about that real quick before we before we uh let the
0: people go. What do plants do for you? Mm-hmm. Well, they say that plants are the most conscious things on the planet, the most conscious beings. Yeah. And so immediately when I got my first one, it you could feel the life in the room. There's there's life in your actual yep. house, you know. And so um now just as I continue to just dive in on my journey, my path is you could you know, sometimes these things just come to me. Some I woke up and it was like, Yo, you need some more plants in here. Like <laughs> you need it, you know, and you could feel it. You know, they purify the air, of course. Yep. I had to get plants that were conducive to my lifestyle. I have a lot of natural light in my crib and I'm I travel a lot. So I need something I ain't gotta water that yep. much. They could sit in the sun, you know, so um but yeah, right. I just just that energy. It's a little more energy. Good energy, positive energy. It's a movie that I'm writing and um in the movie.
1: I talk about plants, and the cinematography is going to be showing a plant and all that and the evolution of a plant as I parallel it to my own life. That's why when you said that, I was like, right. let's talk about let's talk about these plants. It's all connected. It's all connected. So, uh, listen, man, Marquez, thank you for showing up on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. You showed up as your authentic and lit self. Anything else you want to leave before uh, we tell everybody goodbye?
0: No, that, I mean, first salute to you uh, in your journey what you're talking about I mean it was I'm listening to you and uh, the steps that you've taken and I just feel like there's so many different ideologies of so many things but right. anytime you're being intentional and curious and trying to grow you'll find everything you need there you know, it is. There's, there's, there's no judgment and nothing when a person is being intentional and you know it'll all, all come to it. so I, I salute everything you're doing It it sharpened me you know help helped me grow so um, just man, this is awesome. This is a great format, and a salute to you. Well, you're gonna get a lot of love from my listeners because they also they
1: love it when when a, when a guy shows up and they're authentic and they're able to glean some information and some insight. Uh, I like talking to people from different uh, different uh, opinions and and thought processes because, like I said, I don't believe that anybody knows everything. So I glean information from you. Uh, like I said, I what I glean most from you back in December is just the the sheer audacity that you had of being authentic so i like that i like when people just be real you know it's like i just i i love that type of stuff so i love transparency so uh thank you for coming to the dear future wifey podcast and uh lending us your truth and uh y'all give it up for my boy marquez haynes y'all appreciate it thank you
0: discover uncover recover love with the new dear future collection the journey starts from within. Let your inner thoughts find freedom on the pages of this richly hued Dear Future Blue Sapphire Edition Genuine Leather Journal. It features a cross stitched spine and luxurious cording to bind your deepest insights. A great accompaniment is the Dear Future Luxury Bamboo Fountain Pen. There's nothing more intentional than the writing process of a fountain pen. This is an elegant writing work of art. Join the thriving community of fountain pen enthusiasts and purchase one today. These exclusive items and more are available at dearfuturewifi.com.
1: I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I really like talking to my brother, so. Hopefully you received a lot of value out of this episode. Dear future wifey, my mom turned 70 on March the 22nd. Happy birthday, mama. In honor of Women's History Month, I would be remiss if I didn't celebrate the woman who labored, not only physically to bring me into the earth, but also spiritually to birth the man of God I am today. She's a remarkable country old woman who reared five children. I'm the middle child. Through her example, I fostered a prayer life and overstood the importance of maintaining a personal relationship with Jesus. During my wayward teenage years, she anointed my pillow with holy oil as covering for me not to stray too far from the Lord and protection for my life to be spared while in those streets. I first learned God was a snitch by my mom always being tipped off before I committed the offense. She would often tell me, Terry, what happens in the dark comes to the light. <laughs> I never failed to reveal my wrongdoings. I remember telling myself when I have kids, I want to be just like my mama so they won't get away with nothing. So at 18 years old, after the birth of my daughter, Letaria, I surrendered my life to the Lord. I was a Christian growing up, but I needed to rededicate my life to him as an adult. I almost died when I was born. Though I was wheezing, the doctor advised my mom that it would subside in a few days. A couple of weeks after my birth, my mom felt something wasn't right with my breathing, so she took me back to the hospital and pleaded with the doctor to run a test on me. I had bronchial pneumonia. My lungs were the width of the tip of a ballpoint pen. She was told if she had waited any longer, I would have died. See, that's the power of a praying mama. She has no degrees or Abbreviations behind her name. Yet her power is unmatched. Her meek temperament changed the trajectory of my life. As a small token of my appreciation, in 2018, I moved her into a nice apartment and vowed to pay all of her bills until God calls her home. I hope that's okay with you. Your future hubby. Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally